Hi everybody, John Ramsden here from the Learning and Development Department at Lorraine Lee, welcoming you to another Inspiring Each Other podcast. And to get the podcast in today, we're going to be heading up north to Queensland, where we're going to be speaking to one of our senior team leaders, Cassie Dodds. She is a ripper. She has been number one in our company for recruiting four times. She has won so many company trips that we are running out of places to send her. She is full of knowledge. She is full of good stuff. So get your pen ready, get your paper ready, turn your ears on, and away we go. Hey, Cass, thanks for joining us this morning. Where are you going to take us? Where are we going to go, mate? Thanks, John, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Right. Um, so basically what I want to share with you today is how you can transform your business in just a couple of short weeks. Oh, yes, please. I want to start off by sharing with you a little bit of a personal story on where this idea sort of came from. Okay. Um, and that is recently I heard a PT speaking. Oh, hang on. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang on. For all us lazy people out here, PT, what does that actually stand for? That stands for personal trainer, John. They're those really awesome people. Right. Super fit. <laughs> I've heard um, about them. <laughs> go ahead, go, go ahead. So I've been going to the gym since the beginning of the year after a couple of years of you know, looking in the mirror and, and realising that I've put on a couple of extra kilos since having my daughter. Okay. And whilst I was finally starting to enjoy the gym, I still didn't feel like I had the confidence to go on my own without my PT. And I wasn't really seeing the results that I wanted quick enough. So I kind of looked at the challenge as a great way to help me move to a more consistent level of training and to really kick my training up a notch as well. And so you did this by yourself, mate. That's fantastic. Well, I have a confession to make. I didn't do it by myself. Hubby and I both decided to enroll ah, together. Excellent, excellent. So we both decided to do this eight-week challenge and we actually attended a little bit of an info night um, where we heard one of the PTs share some advice with us okay. and I thought if you're up for it, I'll share with, that with you now. Yeah, cool. here you go. What do you have to say? What he said to us was, if you're sensitive, I apologise, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. In eight weeks' time, you're going to be split into three groups. So one third of you probably won't be here. You will have given up a couple of weeks in. One third of you will finish, but you probably won't have achieved the results that you wanted. And the other third of you will be at the top. So you'll feel like you've created new habits, you'll have put in the work and your body will change. And regardless of where you place, you're going to feel like a winner as well. And which third you end up in will depend on four things. There must have been people sort of looking around at each other, wondering who's going to be in and who's not, right? Absolutely. It was actually really daunting because at the end of the day, you've got all these beautiful, fit people in there. There's bodybuilders in yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know I kind of felt like, oh, you know, I've only really started, you know, this fitness journey and it, and it was, you know, quite overwhelming. I'll, I'll be really honest with you. So what, what were the four things he had to say to you then? Well, basically, he said to us there, there were the four things. And the first one is your mindset. Mindset, okay. So he okay. explained to us that you can have all the goals in the world, but unless you believe you can actually complete the challenge, you probably never will. Totally makes sense. The second one was your goals. So if your goals don't scare you, they're probably not big enough to excite you to do the work, even when it gets tough. And he reassured us that it was definitely going to get tough at some point as well. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those PTs and I, I stick clear of them. <laughs> Um, number three, you've got to put in the work. So he mentioned to us that we've got great PTs, that there's group classes available each week. Um, we've got a support system and everyone around us wants to be able to support us. 
But he also affirmed for us that nobody can actually do it for you. You've got to be prepared to show up. You've got to put in the work and you've got to want it more than they actually want it for us as well. Okay, so the third one, you've got to put in the work, eh? Absolutely. The fourth one was you've actually got to be prepared to stick to the plan. So he explained to us that the program, you know, they've done it a million times. It tried and tested. They know that it works. So don't reinvent the wheel, basically. They provided us with a guideline of how and when to train, what to eat, how to stay on track. But you just need to be prepared to to stick to it. Okay, so you've just heard all these things. So you're standing there. What's running through your head right now? (laughs) Okay, I was really, really nervous. Like I said, I'd only been going into the gym twice a week. Um, from the beginning of the year and I always had my PT with me so I was excited about the prospect of being able to you know build my confidence up but I'm not gonna lie it was it was really really scary as well. So where are you up to with the whole program now? Well as of today we actually have two days left to go and when I heard this guy speak I decided in that moment whilst I was scared I wanted to make sure that I was going to be in the top third. The the second third and the bottom third didn't sound very appealing to me. Um, And and John, I'm really really stoked. We're eight weeks in. I've lost five kilos and I've created a whole new habit. And I actually feel so much more confident um, stepping into that gym on my own. I feel like a winner regardless of where, where it ends up. Absolutely wonderful. What about the husband? Well... He just thinks he's, you know, hot stuff right now. He has stripped down so much body fat. He's got abs on abs. So you'll have to um, back off because he's he's looking spunkier than ever as well. All right, that's wonderful. So you've actually gone through this process and it's been a really good one for you. I actually, I heard a very, very funny thing at a conference. It was only a couple of years ago and a lady, very similarly, she was wanting to lose some weight. She'd had this goal over a period of time to be able to lose a certain amount of weight and they put her on stage and they said, you know, tell us what your goals were. And she said something like, you know, I wanted to lose eight eight kilos in eight weeks. And she said, I did it. And the crowd are clapping, clapping, clapping. And when the clapping dies down, a woman up the back goes, found it. (laughs) (laughs) I could definitely relate to that. I feel like I've been that person before. So it's really nice to be on the other end of it, that's for sure. So Cass, that's the gym environment and wonderful and congratulations uh, to you on that. It's fantastic. And for hubby too, with the great abs and all that sort of stuff. But tell me, how do we apply this when we come to business? Well, basically, John, I figured that if you can use these exact same principles um, in our business, then you can really transform it quite quickly and that can put you in the top third as well. How does that sound? It sounds pretty good to me. So let's run through that, eh? Awesome. Okay, so let's chunk it down. The first one was developing a success and growth mindset. He explained that it was all about what was going on in your head. So um, in the particular business that I work in, which is in direct selling, um, one of the things you could be thinking about is what are your thoughts actually telling you about specific things in our business? So if I use one specific to direct selling, it might be about booking a party. Okay. What actually runs through your head? How do you feel about booking a party? What is your brain telling you about that? And if you're finding that your thoughts tend to go quite negative about that, then chances are what you are thinking is probably correct. So the really cool thing about this is that you actually have the power to be able to kick those negative thoughts. And if they're not serving you, it's probably something that you should be looking at doing. And the reality is when you've got those negative thoughts in your head, they're kind of like weeds and they spread like wildfire if you don't manage them. 
So I wanted to share with you just a, a quick little thing that we've actually heard in a previous podcast um, with the gorgeous Kathy Campbell, and that's all about how your thoughts can have a knock-on effect to how you feel, what you do, and the results that you get. Go for it. So if I tie it back into the gym scenario, my initial thought on going into a gym, because this is not something that I have ever done regularly, I've never been interested in, I've never been passionate about, so it was all very, very new to me. If I'm really honest, my initial thoughts were I was incredibly nervous, um, it was daunting, it was a bit scary, it's this big gym, there's all these people in there that know what they're doing. And here's little old me, who's just got absolutely no idea. And there are so mirrors feeling, everywhere, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm feeling totally nervous about all of this. So you can imagine how I might have been feeling when I walked in. I felt sick in my stomach. I felt quite anxious. I thought that everybody was looking at me as well, which I'm sure they weren't. But you tend to start to overthink things and you feel really yucky um, about the entire situation. So what then happens is that way you feel then leads on to your actions as well. And if you've got something that's quite scary that you're quite nervous about and you're feeling that way, nine times out of 10, you probably just don't even show up. So action tends to actually lead to inaction. You tend to actually not show up for that appointment um, at the gym or you know you get really nervous and, and you back out. So the results that you then get from that is that you don't step foot in the gym you're still scared about it you're still nervous and so then you've probably proven to yourself that everything you thought initially was absolutely correct i reckon that there'd be probably 50 60 20 000 people listening right now that say yep i joined a gym i went there it made me nervous i looked around the place i felt this way i felt that way i ain't coming back a hundred percent or they go in they do the workout they're really sore and it's horrible and you feel you know like you need to sleep for days and so then that they just decided that that's not for them as well and yeah. you don't really give it another go so the really groovy thing about this john is that you can short circuit that initial thought and i want to use exactly the same example but show you how if you can change your initial thought patterns how you'll have a completely different experience on exactly the same thing so if we use the same example of going to the gym and if you can change those initial thoughts from being scared and anxious if you can change that to you're excited about making a change it's a little bit of a challenge but a challenge is always a good thing you're excited to get out of your comfort zone then chances are walking into that gym whilst you might still have a little bit of nerves in there you're also going to be pumped about learning something new about being able to progress to the next step and you're going to feel a lot more excited about it yeah sure so when it then comes to the action whilst you know i'm not gonna lie it's probably still gonna hurt you're going to feel a whole lot better about it because in the back of your mind you're thinking about all the positive things that are going to come from it which means you know you're going to be totally bikini body ready some of us are going to be bikini body ready <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, that's the sort of thing that you can keep in your mind, which makes you more excited about it. You go and do that first gym workout, you realise it actually wasn't so bad and you did do it. And then that makes you feel like you've accomplished something. So the results are you finish that workout, you go home, you probably sleep for the rest of the day, let's be honest. But it makes you excited about going back to be able to keep doing the same thing over and over again to be able to achieve that goal. So it's all in your head, really. And if you can get that right, then you're laughing. Okay, so that is success and growth mindset, very, very important. So what about number two, goals? 
John, they are super duper important, and and I think a lot of people don't put enough priority on setting a goal. and And I really believe when you put a goal out there, it actually gives you permission to to dream and and gives you permission to go for bigger things. So be really clear on what your goal is, and to make sure that you actually create a plan to achieve them. Because the reality is, the magic's actually in the action of the plan. They always say something like, you know, a goal without a plan is merely a daydream. So a question that I like to ask myself when it comes to setting goals is on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to actually achieving that goal? And something I found is if the number is seven or less, it actually doesn't mean enough to me, which means it's probably not going to happen. So that could be something that you could use as well. Um, If you're a visual person like I am, creating a goal board, a vision board, is something that really, really works as well. Um, Put it in a place in your home where you'll constantly see it, um, and it makes it something that's just top of mind for you constantly. And a lot of people are visual. And if you've got a family, it's great for your family as well. Kids are really visual as well. So if you can create a vision board with the family, if it's a family goal you're after, then that will make them more excited about being able to achieve it with you. It gets everybody on board. And the next one is break the goal down into bite-sized pieces. So that might be daily, weekly, monthly, um, and it makes it really easy to track. And one of the other things is be sure to celebrate each milestone along the way as well. So, for example, at home, I've got a whiteboard up on my um, in my office, and every month I think about what I want to achieve, and whether that's you know sales or you know kilos or whatever it is that you're tracking, I actually put that up on the vision board and I break it down into you know every thousand dollars and and daily I actually check that daily and cross it off. And it just makes it really, really visual for me what I've got left to achieve the goal by the end of that month as well. That is fantastic. Just a, a quick little jump in, uh, Cassie. I know you, you're, you're a mum and you've got kids and that too. It's amazing what your kids pick up. A few years ago, there was a manager uh, that I'd been working with who was a very, very good goal setter and very, very visual. There was always things on her walls and charts and all that sort of stuff. And she taught that to her people as well. But the funny thing was one day her 13-year-old girl came to her and said, Mum, my friends are going to Bali and they said if I get $1,000, I can go. So can I have $1,000? And her mum goes, no, you can't have $1,000. And she goes, oh, if I get $1,000, can I go? And the mother goes, yeah, sure, darling. If you get $1,000, you can go. When is it? And she goes, oh, three months. And the mother's thinking, yeah, no way. What the mother forgot is this kid had been watching her mother goal set for the last six or seven years with her charts and all those sorts of things. And this kid made one of those thermometers with $100 little uh, segments. And then she put out flyers saying, I want to go to Bali. I've got three months. I need to make $1,000. The jobs I do are blah, 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 blah. She colored the things in 100 by 100 by 100. And guess what? A 13-year-old kid in three months earned $1,000 because her mother had taught her how to goal set. It's amazing, isn't it? That is incredible. I I see it with my kids all the time and I really think it's such a cool thing to get really good at because it flows through to them as well. And what an amazing gift to be able to give to your children, being great at goal setting. Good one. Any other points on goal setting? Um, The last one I think is really important is to find an accountability buddy. Oh, yeah. Um, That might be your husband. It might be, you know, a PT. It might be a leader or a manager or, you know, somebody within your organization that you can share those goals with because once you've actually put them out to that accountability buddy, you're more likely to actually achieve them. So think about who that person is for you and, and make sure you share your goals with them so they can help you keep on track as well.
Fantastic. So that's goals. What about number three, which is basically going to work, work the thing? So, John, this one's all about working it. Realistically, with any business, it's all well and good to you know, have that great mindset, have those awesome goals. But like I said before, it's all about the action. You really need to be able to put the work in and, and actually show up in your business as well. So once you've identified what the goal is that you're working towards and you've got that action plan in place, it's really important to manage your time. Quite often I hear people say, you know, they don't have the time to do X, Y, Z. And I'll be honest, that was always my thing about the gym. I didn't have the time to go to the gym. <laughs> that is still um, my thing. That is still my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's actually really incredible once you start going and once it's a habit and you make time for it, you start to wonder, what did I ever do with that time? Yeah. Um, because the reality is I didn't gain an extra hour in the day. I've just now learned to manage it a little bit better. And that's the reality. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. So have a little think about how you're spending your hours as well. Have a little think about as well when you're actually open for business. Do you know what those hours are every single week? Think about a brand you look up to and have a think about whether they open their doors sporadically or if they're open the same time each week as well. Do you have consistency in when you operate your business? So in a direct selling industry, I always like to encourage my team members to set a roster for their work hours. So it might be that you're available weekends. And in that case, how are you selling your weekend spots so that you know that you're filling those? every single week. Um, if it's more weeknights that you want to do, then you could sell the benefits of the weeknight as well. For example, you know, they're quick and easy, there's nothing to compete with. You could even make it into a wine and cheese or a dessert party and that will help to fill those spots so you're doing those more consistently as well. So John, I also think it's really important to show up, not just for your shifts at work, but also for those extra things that are put in place to ensure that you continuously grow a successful business. So for example, they might be um, a team meeting if you have a meeting that's run by your organisation. If that's somewhere that you're going to continue learning and growing and developing your skills, make sure that you place priority on them. Other things that you can do to continue learning is listen to podcasts. You know, when you get in the car, I like to think about my car as being a university on wheels and it's time that you're otherwise probably listening to the radio that you could be investing in your learning as well. At a recent conference I attended, John, I heard something from a guest speaker that we had named Josh Norbido, um, and he shared with us that sometimes magic is just somebody spending more time on something than you would reasonably expect. Yep, he's absolutely right. And the magic really there is just spending more time on something, eh? Absolutely. It's things that go on behind the scenes that tend to make the biggest impact on your business. Well, there we go. So we've got the three so far. We've got the success and the growth mindset. We've got the goals. We've got the work it, baby. And now number four, follow the process. Talk to us a little bit about that, Cass. So, John, the lucky last one is following the processes, which is, is sticking to the plan. I shared before that the PT shared with us that all of the processes were in place and we just had to, to stick to them. And quite often people try and reinvent the wheel. And I honestly believe that successful businesses do the one percenters, but more importantly, they do them consistently. So for example, when you go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, the line that you always hear is, would you like fries with that? 
And that's a global thing. It's recognised globally. And so if we could adopt that into whatever business model it is that you're in, but to adopt those one percenters in there consistently, imagine the extra results that you might achieve as well. Well, I know that McDonald's gets great results out of me because my answer always is, yes, please. Absolutely. (laughs) And me too. I'm trying to be better at that. Um, So if you're in the direct selling industry, John, one of those really important things, one of those really important processes that you need to be focusing on consistently and not randomly might be something like our host planning. So when we're setting our hosts up for a party, I wonder, are you picking and choosing which hosts are actually helping set their party up for success? Yeah. And and how is that giving you consistency in your business? Yeah. If you can just change that one little thing, you could imagine that you might actually have more consistently successful parties and how that could have a knock-on effect in your business as well. Too true. Excellent. Excellent. So one last thing that I wanted to finish on, John, was that I hear a lot of people say that when they feel more confident, that that's when they're going to start making changes. And I have to be really honest with you, before confidence actually comes courage. So if you're waiting until you're confident to start something, the time may actually never come. And something I've learned is that you've just got to be brave and courageous consistently, and you're bound to eventually gain confidence in what you're doing as well. Boy, you've got to stand out there sometimes, don't you, right at the start. Uh, we see that uh, in our own business and in any direct selling business when people come in, uh, they're very, very nervous that first time. But when they take that courage, hold those first couple of parties, boy, that's when the confidence starts to build, isn't it? I couldn't agree more. Well, Cass, listen, uh, I think uh, speaking of what you've been speaking about, we need to talk to you more consistently and not so randomly because there's been some great stuff in there today. Everybody, you may now put your pens down because I know you've been doing a lot of writing and now it's time to have a look through those things and then get out there and put some of those things into effect. Cassie, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, We really appreciate your time. My pleasure, John. Thanks so much for having me. Well, how good was that? Fantastic information. My name's John Ramston. I'm going to be seeing you real soon when next we cast the pod and continue the practice of inspiring each other. But for now, I am so switched on by those four things. Get your mindset right, get your goals in order, you've got to put in the work, and then you've got to be prepared to stick to the plan. I am ready to do that. In fact, so much so that during one of the breaks, I rang a PT. He's going to come up to the studio and give me a bit of a hand. Can't wait. My first session's about to happen. But just before that, I'm just going to head down the shop, a little bit hungry, going to grab myself a pie with some sauce, and then I'm going to... Did you say pie, Ramson? Hit the deck and give me 20 push-ups. Can I just grab me pie first? I'll give you pie. One, (laughs) two, three, pie my eye. Four, five, six. We're going to start with mindset. Seven, eight.